Hey there, everyone. This is Cass with SCNS Live. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out the video version of this, you can check it out on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at SCNS Live. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our new episode of SCNS Live, the super cool nerd show. And the makeup of the table is a bit different this week. But thank you guys for joining us out there in the super cool nerd nation. I am Jason the X, the guy over here. It's near. Hi. From the popular SCNS shows, Anime TV and <laughs> Alternate Heads. And over there, where is Bryce? Who? Hashtag, where's Bryce? I'm starting to get a bit suspicious. I'm just Settle. Miedo. More like Sarah Bryce. We're we're gonna talk. We're gonna have a talk. No, we're not. No, we're not. I'm going to insert it. Man, anyway, I need, I need to get this mud off my shoes. Keeping this show on the road because it's already out of the tracks. Behind the board, making everything look pretty and sound good. It is Cora. Hey, you spruce things up back there. I guess. Where's the green screen? Well, we did. It had to. It had to go. <laughs> But we do Legend have some. Of Zelda. Oh, okay, there. I couldn't see the A. Got some Legend of Zelda classic poster and classic Castlevania. That looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Something we picked yep, up this that, weekend. That's classic Castlevania. Ooh. Quite a good con pickup there. Yeah. Makes things look good. Instead of all my badges are coming out. <laughs> I've been to a con or two. Really? So quite a bit. Just a few. Since when? Speaking of cons. Anyway. Yes, uh, this weekend we did go out uh, and we went to Retropalooza and Fan Days. And we went. And we're going to talk about that later. But there is some of us went twice in Dallas. And maybe it's about time we just started discussing that. But also, on some great news. Monday the Star Wars trailer came out and it was awesome. This looks like it's going to be a great movie. I cannot wait for Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I'm going to cry. And we're, sure. and we're going to talk about some of the things that we saw in the trailer and what we expect. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to say goodbye. Cut the stem high to say Sorry. goodbye. Anyway, say goodbye. but as we always start off, let's kick it off with some super cool nerd news. Gaming this week has been a problem. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where to start, but we're definitely going to start. So, tell me more. I am a huge fan of Fallout. Fallout 4 specifically. And uh, I love that game. And I was very excited when I heard Fallout 76 was coming out until the game actually came out. And I went and got my hard copy of the game only to open it up and find a piece of cardboard shaped like a disc with a code on it. <laughs> and then to find out it's only an online experience. Well, you know what Jason did? He went, nope. And I stopped playing Fallout 76. No harm, no foul. Now, granted, they have made some changes to the game. Not enough. But this latest change, I just don't know what to think about it. So, if you wanted that single-player campaign-based experience for Fallout 76, you can get it now. For how much, Jason? Don't. If you're willing to pay the price of $13 a month or 100 bucks a year after you've already paid 60 for the game. Man, that's Hold on change. a second. <laughs> Bethesda, I don't, I don't know how long you've been making games, but you don't seem to understand how this works. I'm not going to pay you a subscription fee so that I can play games by myself. There are plenty of things I would pay 100 bucks for. Shop without other people in the store. Drive without people on the street. Not deal with family. A lot of things I would pay 100 bucks for. I'm not going to pay you 100 bucks to have a single-player-based campaign. But wait, there's more. There are actually people that did pay for this. And to those guys out there, you are hardcore gamers. I'm sure you love Fallout 70. I'm sure you love Fallout, period. And you just wanted something different. Well, upon launch, players found out that these scrap boxes where you put your stuff Items were disappearing, and Bethesda's only response, well, just uninstall the game and put it back on. The literally equivalent of turn it off and turn it back on. Which, surprise, shock to everybody out there, that did not work. What? Currently, currently 
because I, the hell I am shocked that we understand this is not the experience most players were looking for. And as a Twitter comment I saw, this should be their slogan from now on. In fact, <laughs> I'd just like to go ahead and read one of these. Please do. Me, I'm sure excited to play Outer Worlds this Friday. Which, by the way, that looks like a really good game. I recommend Which I only heard about this week when I went into a GameStop and was surprised and then wanted to play it. Uh, unfortunately, Fallout 76 is still a game being developed by Bethesda. <laughs> um, regardless... Back our Kickstarter. I don't understand who thought this was a good idea. Now, apparently the subscriptions are based. You can create your own world and your friends can join you in said world. But no. 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 This well, is... Go ahead. Here's the here's one of the funny things that I think it or this is one of the things I think is funny with the uh your friends can join you. They can and you have no say in the matter. They can just join your world and you can't approve it. They will just join. There's no approval process. Oh fun. So oh. so if you have someone on your friends list that you like for whatever reason they're like mm, maybe I don't like playing with them anymore. They so can the just join your world anyway regardless. Things. I mean, that's that's the worst scenario. If I'm your friend, yeah, I'm going to go and steal your stuff. Sorry, it's the apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. I got to look out for me. <laughs> there ain't no rules here. <laughs> Mad Max out there. I'm sorry. We eat cockroaches I to survive. Caps. But anyway. But to answer your question, Bethesda started June 28th of 1986. I know. And <laughs> the company that actually started Fallout Interplay, they have a new game called The Outer Worlds, which I definitely think Founded you should try. By Jason Lee. No, it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what's going on or who thought this was a great idea. I'm not paying you 100 bucks a year just to experience a broken game. Sorry, Bethesda. This what? is coming from the man that almost paid $600 for a Transformer. I said almost. Almost. What is this shade being thrown? We're, no, no, no. Can no, we focus on Bethesda? I did, I, did, I, did say, I did say shade. Anyway. If you are a player of Fallout 76 and you're like, hey, this is fine. You're literally that dog in the room where everything's <laughs> on fire. Um, yeah. Core, why? <laughs> Can somebody explain to me why? I can't tell you. Reading this, Could not tell this you. was absolutely the worst idea. Like, you, you got a subscription base so I can play a single player game. Why? Fucking what? <laughs> There's our one. There's our one. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I so, don't understand it. it it's the problem that doesn't make sense to me is the subscription after you've already paid for the game. The subscription itself doesn't blow my mind because you know most companies are like, hey, you pay for a subscription, you can actually play certain online games. That's just you know it's Microsoft. You got Sony stuff like that. The one that really gets me is that you have to play pay $60 for this originally and then to upkeep it because what happens when you know you're a 13 year old kid excited to play but you know Fallout 76 and your parents got it for you for Christmas y'all have lost your damn minds and don't play this game unless you want to go right ahead I'm going to play the Outer Worlds Outer Worlds Nir what you got for us this week uh, okay well I like Marvel I don't know if anyone knew that. I like the like the MCU. It's pretty good. What's MCU? Uh, it stands for... Is that for, like a McDonald's thing? Uh, McRib is back. It's all that <laughs> matters. No, uh, so recently it was just rumored that uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil, one of the many popular series on Netflix that had been canceled far too soon, even though I didn't like Jessica Jones, but we won't get into that. Uh, they're coming back. I, I just couldn't get into the first season. Second season's way better. But they, they're rumored to come back. They're all rumored to start joining the MCU in their films. Uh, from what it looks like right now, it's Jessica Jones, Kingpin, and Daredevil. And Kingpin and Daredevil may actually make an appearance in the now recently announced Spider-Man 3. I'm down for that. Where are you getting this from? Because I heard they couldn't even start discussing this for a while. The interwebs. Everywhere. Rumors. Twitter. Instagram. I mean, it makes sense, but we are seeing a lot of changes in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. They, they canceled Cloak and Dagger today, which was yeah. disappointing. Mm -hmm. um, it might be also being brought back maybe to their, one of their platforms. 
Well, Which I honestly didn't watch season two, so I can't remember. The problem anything. that happens is like the MCU shows were just so different. They were in so many different areas. Like I didn't want to have to go to Freeform to watch Cloak and Dagger. I didn't want to have to go to Hulu to watch The Runaways or, you know, ABC to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I couldn't get into most of the MCU shows. I loved Daredevil. I couldn't get into the first season of Jessica Jones, but that's just a story perspective that had nothing to do with the actual show itself or the actors or anything like that. But like Luke Cage, I got into, but I haven't really followed up. And I was one of those people that was going to watch them all day one. I mean, I'm excited for the new shows that are going to be on Disney Plus, but I wasn't excited for all of the other ones. So when I heard Cloak and Dagger got canceled, I really wasn't that surprised because I never followed up with Cloak and Dagger because it's just I didn't want to go and watch it on Freeform. I mean, even the Runaways, I was like, this is a good show, but I got three episodes in and then I just never watched it again. And that was over two years ago. I feel like we're going to see a lot of changes with Kevin Feige taking the reins oh, yeah. fully now. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things are going to migrate over to Disney+. Plus. I mean, but... I'm just excited with all like the MCU stuff, like Spider-Man coming back, finally coming into Wave 3. Falcon and the Winter Soldier started filming this week. So... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Nice. It started filming nice. this week. So it's it's on its way. And we're looking for a 2020 release on that, right? Yeah. Was it? Okay, cool. Wow. Man, they got like a million dollar budget per episode, too. So I mean, that's, they got that Disney money. They got that Disney money. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's like one screening of like of this day. So go ahead. Here's 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 some change. Here's go, hope, go, go have fun. Here's hoping Jeremy Winter's divorce goes well, <laughs> so we still get our Hawkeye series. Yeah. Or they I'm, could just replace him. They could. Uh, and there's I'm been all, a lot of talk of that. I want Jeremy Renner to stay. No. I there's some look that divorce is not pretty right now. A lot of things aren't pretty, but I'm I'm all I'm, I'm keeping Jeremy yeah. Renner. It's one of those no. I like Jeremy Renner. Oh, what did let me read that? Oh. It's a whole he said she said thing. I I've it, seen it one thing. Well, I, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole there. thing. It's, it's divorces are always like that. Anyway. Yeah. Especially uh, celebrity divorces. Yeah. I just don't appreciate that the child is getting dragged around through it. It's never good for the kids in a divorce, ever. Unless the parents are responsible adults, which apparently these aren't. Exactly. Right. As a child of divorce, uh, I have nothing to say because I'm not a celebrity kid. You are. As a but there was a lot of drama, though. So you're my celebrity. These are alternate heads. I need a moment. Of course. <laughs> Cor, show them how your story's done. Oh, you don't want me oh. to do that. Okay, <laughs> so we heard about all the the Fallout seventy six news. Now let me tell you about an MMO that actually works. <laughs> so did you run out of salt over there? Do you need a little bit more? Oh, I'm made of salt, man. Okay. All the flavors, and you had to be salty. I'm always salty. It's my secret. That's my secret, Captain. <laughs> Anyways, it w we've been known about this all month, but we finally got few more details the patch for final fantasy 14 patch 5.1 vows of virtue and deeds of cruelty will be going into effect on tuesday so the the game will be down for maintenance pretty much all day in various regions as they update the game now what you're getting with this is a lot as you can see from the poster here you do see um 2b or someone who looks a lot like 2b there will be a near Automa raid that is going to be added to the game called the called the Copied Factory. And it was actually written and created with Yoko Taro and Yosuke Saito. So it's going to be fantastic. You're going to be fighting monsters from near. And I don't quote me on this because I couldn't find all the info. You're fighting my monsters. The website, they have a whole separate website for this one raid. I do believe you can get the costume and hairstyle for 2B and for S9 as well for the, for the guys. Um, there's a new dungeon that's going to be added, the Grand Cosmos, which is this beautiful mansion. Um, the Minstrel's Ballad Hades Elegy will be a new trial that they've added. Um, another, they've added, actually they've added two raids. The Epic of Alexander Ultimate will be added as well, so you'll have a harder version of that um, boss fight as well, which I, I still don't understand why y'all want to do that, but whatever. Um, Blue Mage, one of the classes, will be getting an update. There will be some new quests for you, so you can learn some new spells, since Blue Mages learn spells from around them. 
One of the big things is the Ishgard restoration. Ishgard is an area in that is unlocked in the Heaven's Ward expansion. The city, the city, I believe, the Living District is destroyed during one of the wars, and you can actually help re help with the restoration. And there will also be housing available in Ishgard when it is completed in Patch Five Point Two. So you'll actually get to help contribute to the city being rebuilt. There'll be some new beast tribe quests, some new outfits, some new poses, some new hairstyles. Crafting is getting a complete overhaul. They're going to be changing how crafting is done, like cooking and sewing and all of those things. So they're going to be up. All of that's going to be updated. Um, performance updates for bards will be there as well. New instruments, new timing mechanisms. Some of the spells are being redone. Um, what and this one. Even though it doesn't really apply to me since I'm still new to the game, I love this. It's something called New Game Plus. So if you've played through the game before, but you really liked like the Heaven's Ward expansion, for example, and you really want to play it again, but you don't want to make a new character just to play through it, you don't have to. You can go into New Game Plus mode and you can play through the expansion again with the same character without having to sacrifice making a new one and getting to that point again. And you can do that for any of them, and it it's i just love that they have that there'll be new minions new mounts um new pvp gear will be released as well looks all kind of sci-fi and cool like all of this is coming without extra charge by the way Bethesda, to the player base at large this is also during their um their halloween event that i have uh, all saints wake event so you'll that's going on this is happening They've had a Moogle event going on to celebrate the new patch coming out. There's been a lot happening in this game over the past month, and it's going it's all coming to a head for this. I highly, highly, highly recommend going online and um, pulling it up on the lodestone and reading everything because I didn't even touch everything. There's still so much. I have a question. Yes. Since how long has there been 14 Final Fantasies? Um, for at least um, at least five years or so, I think, because we're on Final Fantasy fifteen, and fifteen has been out for a couple of years, and fourteen was debuted a few years before that. So I have never played a Final Fantasy game. Same. All I know is the one that's talked about the most is seven, and yeah. briefly you mentioned to me Final Fantasy every so often, but I honestly kind of forgot that they went past seven because that's the only one I ever hear about. Well, of course, with the online version right now on a. Uh... If you want it to on PlayStation 4, in the store for 60 bucks, you get all four expansions of Shadowbringers, Stormblood, Heaven Sword, and a Realm Reborn Starter Edition, and 30, yep. 30 days free. Um, she has been trying to talk me into this game for quite some time. But if I were to get it, who would teach me how to play? I mean, yeah. I could try. I could ask Bryce, but we'd have to find him. But I also, in addition to playing the game, I'm friends with a couple of people that have what is called mentor status in the game, which means that if you do dungeons with them or if they help you with quests and stuff, you get an extra boost to your XP so you level faster, and they get um, good boy points. We used to have a... See, basically, this is how crack works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, um, so four, of teaching you four new there, players... <laughs> four new players, there is um, a level boost on them automatically up until, I think, level... 25 or 30? I know that I had it, so I would get like 100 XP for a quest plus another 100% of that. So My uh, pseudo older brother, as I've been calling him for years, has uh, played Final Fantasy for a while. I just never knew which one he was playing, but like the screenshots that I see that you post are the same things that he posts as well. He hasn't played in a while since he became a teacher, but I mean... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's waiting for the summer. Shout out. Just like the kids. <laughs> Shake love. All right. Let's cap out this game with, uh, Oh, Rick. boy. It's been a week for games. So, I didn't get the memo. If you bought WWE 2K20, I am so, so sorry. This is the first game from WWE that did not have Yucks involved in getting... And it is getting really bad scathing reviews. Like, it is... It is bad. It is boiling hot bad. The game is glitchy as hell. You sure? With objects disappearing mid-move 
or wrestler spinning out of control mid-move or when they're not even supposed to be moving. Um, there are many videos. Sorry, there's some, something just happened over there. Behind the scenes. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Um, there are many videos now on YouTube that you can check out of all the glitches that have been happening on this game. It's They're hilarious. Um, if you can see the picture, uh, it should be John Cena from 2K19 and then John Cena from 2K20. There is a big difference of how that looks. Oh, there's a lot of differences. <laughs> uh, he was thinking, why does this game have so many glitches and to the point that Sony is actually refunding the game? He's been offering refunds to the people that bought this game because it is that bad. It's because Japanese company, it's Yux, 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 Yux. Yuxco has developed every WWE game since PlayStation SmackDown back in like 99, 2000. Uh, they were not involved with this game. Instead, 2K Games decided to use the in-house studio visual concepts to develop the game. Now, ever since THQ went out of business and then 2K kind of gobbled up companies and started working with other ones, Yuxco uh, and um, Visual Concept have been working together to make the last however many 2K games there were for WWE. But Every year. Every year. So the last 10, 15, whatever years. But now, Yooks is, is out. Yooks is out. Uh, they, they parted ways with WWE, or WWE parted ways with them. It, it, it was the whole thing. Um, so it was just visual concept. Um, and I quote from the creative director of, of visual concepts, uh, Linnell Jinx. I think freeing is the first feeling that you get. Um... Is what uh, he told GameSpot of its newfound. Really? Um, this is not alternate heads. I think freeing is the first feeling that you get. Uh, Lionel Jinx told GameSpot of its newfound known development of WWE games. And the second one you have is the reality where that sets in where you're like, oh, now it's all ours. That means we have to write tools and write systems and actually understand how these things were really put together, which is not, it, it, it's like, what? So uh, it, got, it is so bad that even fixed WWE 2K20 was trending on Twitter <laughs> since the game came out. Okay. Um, there's, there's a little bit more to it. Go, but, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, to make things worse, there was a hundred and... $30 special edition 20th anniversary <gasps> SmackDown edition, which came with a plaque with a picture of either Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, or Edge that was supposed to be autographed. Was supposed it? to be. Oh, you're you're kidding. Some there a number of people have been posting on Twitter and, and social and other social media platforms like Instagram and all that that they've been they've got the plaque, they've got the picture, but no autograph. Uh, people have actually reached out, and the one that I've seen the most of is Edge. Edge is the only one that I've seen that that, that they got the plaque, but it wasn't signed. And people have reached out to him, saying, "Hey, uh, this is some BS. We paid for all this money." And Edge is like, "Oh, someone dropped the ball. It's not my fault. But I'm out m filming for a month. But I will set up a PO box, send me the thing, and then I'll sign it and return it back to you guys." I mean, that's that's nice that he's doing that like yeah. that's really that's, nice that's, some good stuff. that's, that's yeah. what you want okay. uh even but it's got to the point even two case like hey uh click on this link uh send us a, a, a little thingy and uh we'll fix the issue about your autograph mm. but it, i never don't... say dms about a little thingy oh my gosh yeah but <laughs> um i mean yeah it's it's a whole thing with this game um yeah it's bad so in other words you're saying to look out for our new let's play series where you go and play it from start to oh, finish. I, oh, just, no. no. I almost bought this game, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up the next morning, and I saw, oh, it, the digital version. Really, wait, scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> I'm not going to dodge two bullets this week. A tornado going over my head, and shit came WWE. Seriously, go on YouTube and just type in WWE 2K20 glitches, and just have fun. It, 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 it will make you... Like, so uh, SCNS reacts after I mean, this video. We should. We I could mean, look, just make a reacting video. We just gave props um, with the Doom Eternal team. Yeah, we're saying, hey, 
this game is not up to our standards yet. We're going to push out the release. Granted, people were disappointed, but I don't think anybody was truly mad. We were no. like, at least the studio is owning up to this. WWE straight up said, we got to make a timeline. We got to get this money. I don't care yeah. what this game is like released. No. There is an old 80-year-old man up in Stamford, Connecticut <laughs> right now that's like, I don't care what a video game is. Just get it out. I need that money. I need to make this bread. I need, I, need, I, need, I need to fund the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> Vince is breaking over Biggie Banks. <laughs> uh, He's going to lose. I am going to try to go to a, I do want to go to one XFL game. Uh, so, but seriously, this is atrocious, man. Yeah, that it's That creepy bad. thing where the characters are walking around on their knees like their calves. Yes. Over, that's some nightmare fuel right there. I would shoot something coming at me like that. <laughs> that's yeah. when you find out it's an actual promotion for Halloween. Just and to get the, you in the mood. The ghost table. <laughs> Look at that. It's a spoopy thing. That's spoopy. Passing through the table. The most disturbing one, and I told Hannah about this, with the referee in Charlotte putting the figure eight leg lock. Oh, yeah, and it's all like... like... That is not... No, this is not a PG game. No, it's not. If I was Charlotte YouTube player, it. Strong I PG-13. I would burn down that studio right now. Even Renee, even Renee got involved in it, and she posted out there, Every year they do me dirty, and they got me dirtier this year. <laughs> I just see Charlotte Flair just with some gas. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and then, um, woo! I'm not boys. Now, there is some good news for you wrestling fans out there that love gaming. Yuxco uh, uh, is, is currently working on a secret wrestling game. It's Now, it is a Japanese company. It's AEW. And one of the biggest stars in Japan is Kenny Omega, who is a, is it a VP and a star of AEW. Yes, Mike, our guess is they're making an AEW game because there's been nothing released other than it's they're working on a secret wrestling game. And yes, I really, I pray that it is AEW. Well, the books I, have already said that they are getting a game. Yeah. So, congratulations. The bar is set very low right now. You can... <laughs> AEW, you have a prime opportunity to pull wrestling fans away from WWE games. You know what? Like you pull them away from WWE's product in general. You know what? Give me a uh, a little bit of the bubbly edition where you get the game with a bottle of champagne with Jericho's face on it. Give me the, that. The, yes, I, but I, there won't be any champagne in the bottle, as you already know. The release? No, it's not WWE. This is AEW. They actually come through oh, with their promises. I'm sorry. Everything with this game just is indicative of WWE's product. We don't care about the story. We don't care about the long-term product. Just give us the money. I the, will tell you what you like. The one video I saw was Bianca Belair. You know, this mm -hmm. long, she's, she, come, she has a long, you don't watch wrestling. She has no, like no. A, a five-foot ponytail. And she will whip people with this in the ring, which also, not cool. Not cool in any way, shape, or form. But when she's coming down the ring, she's swinging, and it looks like hair. And that's what it looked like in the last game. In this other one, I'm like, why is she swinging a stick? Seriously, because instead it's of it moving bad. like a loose thing, it's like it's like it's like my arm right here. <laughs> it's like making a cone. It's really bad. Anyway, so I'm not missing out on anything, and I should just continue to watch the mess. Really, right. don't buy this. Bottom line, don't buy this game. Don't buy this game. Cancel your network subscription, which I need to. Um, don't watch Raw. Don't watch SmackDown. Just Wednesday nights AEW. Just Dynamite. Just. Just do that. Anyway. Unless you have $13 to spend a month, and then you should go and invest in Bethesda, right? Or if you would rather put your $13 to a better use, you could download 14 because literally it's about that price and you get so much more for your money. I mean, she's literally the winner of the news tonight. She brought the good stuff tonight. <laughs> she said 14, and I once again forgot that she was talking about Final Fantasy, we, and I was like, wait, needed, what? We need the shining it? beacon of something good this week. How is it a Final Fantasy if there's like 14 of them? Game companies have nope. really put us over the barrel this week. Of them. Oh, 15, yeah, I'm there sorry. are 15 of them. 16, I believe, is rumored to be in development is right now. Final Fantasy. There's 15. The Just story... wait until Suikoden 5 comes out. This... Right. Suikoden 5 is out, by the way. Just saying. Suikoden 6. six. Um, <laughs> Actually, just real quick, the reason they called the game Final Fantasy is because literally the first one was their last chance at having a good game to save the company and it did oh my God. and so and since it was so popular they kept with that format and just kind of changed the story and right. kind of played with that kind of universe there are some games that are connected like 10 and 10 2 are connected all of the offshoots of 7 which okay um 
uh, 14 that means there's a lot. has all of these expansions. Uh, oh, there's so many. There's I daily expect her just to say, Jason, let me tell you about Harry Potter 14. She's going to have a little book. Oh, it's not going to be a little book. It would be like this big. This Could point. anyone tell you that she wrote the official manuscript and it's a seven hundred dollar book that's going to be now published that, by Dark Horse Comics? Sir, would you like to hear about the Lord and Savior? Anyway, all right. All right. So, I just thought that was an interesting bit of news. Anyways, gone. So let's start with something. Um, okay, so this you weekend, know, let's, let's end on so, a high note. So we, let's start with. So you want yeah, me? Okay, good. So exactly. you want me to talk about my uh, my day one experience and then lead so into a day two? Let's let's get to that. First of all, uh, thank you to my buddy Topka Darling, uh, the uh, fans fan girls of Dallas. Check out their podcast. They go out on Wednesday nights. Uh, she was I'd like to put I'd... in a good word for us at Retro Palooza. We were able to attend his press, and I gotta say, but also there was another con that weekend, Fan Days, which also gave us press access. So. Um, How do I get on this Wednesday night show? Um, you asked very nicely. Got anyway, it. so uh, but thank you again, TD. Appreciate it. But um, we had the pleasure of attending both cons, and I gotta say, there were ups and downs with them both. So, what's the down? Hang on, before you keep interrupting me, was <laughs> things were sparsely attended. Well, so what I was going to start with was when we found out that we were, we got tickets to our passes to go to both, it was, uh, okay, what are we going to do? There's, there's so many of us, we got to divide and conquer. And so it was, all right, we're going to divide, we're going to divide up into team A, team B, one's going to hit one con, one's going to hit the other con, and then we'll all meet in the middle. That's what was going to happen. I even made but, an expert. Yeah. But you know, just like anything else in the world, stuff comes up. Not everybody can go. So we are not organized. So we were, no, it was a very loosely made plan. And so I go and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go, I'll go to fan days day one. That's what I'm going to do. Sounds great to me. So I'll go to fan days and I'll meet up with everybody. And you were one of those people that had plans that day. Stuff came up and Cora was a part of team B. So she was going to go to retro Palooza. So I show up to, to fan days day one park get downstairs everything's like normal like i remember from last fan days walk inside it's the quickest i've ever checked in in my life it took me two seconds because there was no one else at that booth well, that's press. Press. well that's press. no wait was this was so this i Friday? for me yeah press took that quick I, but every other spot was also dead so it was one of those things where it was just it just died down really quickly, and I was like, okay, there's there were still people there. Don't get me wrong; it's Saturday, so people are going to be there. Oh, okay. So you went on Saturday, not Friday. I, I, yes, I went on Saturday. Did not go on Friday. Okay. So I went on Saturday, and I walked inside, and immediately I noticed that the, some of the same booths that are always there were there from last year. They were there again, but they uh, everyone seemed so upset, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I kept walking around the con and there was just no one. It, it wasn't that it wasn't busy. There were people and I, I shot footage and you could see the footage there. But in comparison to like what it's been before and with certain guest lines and stuff like that, one of the first things I noticed about this con, because I almost didn't go to this con as a normal attendee, is they didn't have any anime guests, which is one of the big things that I like to do is more than just some of the, the people that they have as celebrity wise they didn't have any anime guests which is why i went last year for chris abbott and then chris uh eccleston canceled this year i mean yeah he he sent the apology video which is really nice but then there, he just canceled which caused people to want refunds for their money because there was no one else that, like really there and that happened last year too matt smith was supposed to be there last year he never comes <laughs> yeah that's, he, that's the running game. matt smith was supposed to be there last year and he canceled and then the guy arthur darville showed up instead he was their doctor who replacement and i met him he was cool uh but it was just one of those things where i walk upstairs to the to take a look at the actual like displays themselves and i have a part of the video there but a lot of those lines were super short yeah including ron perlman's they didn't have ron in the same booth area as everybody else though they have the room with every celebrity lined up yeah they put anthony daniels on the first floor as opposed to the fourth floor like everybody else in a corner of the room well we've seen there might, before. There might yeah. be a reason for that and i'll explain that here in a little bit but it was confusing because nobody knew where the line was and every time you tried to walk to where anthony daniels line was they wouldn't let you walk through the doors 
So it was just like, okay, they had to redirect you. So they didn't, yeah. they didn't plan that out too well. But then when I went upstairs and I was talking to my wife, like on the phone, just to kind of give her an update, Ron Perlman's sitting in his line alone. And I watch as within like 15 seconds, he's just super upset about the way that this was all planned. Got up from his booth and just left. Wow. I was like, you, you made Ron Perlman mad. And then he vanished like a magician because I tried following him into another room and he was gone. It, wow. It, it was just crazy. It was. I. It's. Well, go ahead. Well, I mean, granted, we went. Um, Sunday. We went to Retropalooza as well. While a smaller con, not too far from square footage of what we saw. At, well, no, it was more. You, you, you it have, was more fan. You have to think that Fan Days also had multiple floors. So Fan Days had stuff going on on the third floor that was like geek speed dating. And then on the fourth floor was where all of the people were for celebrities. So Fan Days had a bigger spot, but Retropalooza, I would say, was more fun. The, the thing that I've noticed, like we also attend another con in that area, um, North Texas Comic Book Show. Yeah. Which utilizes not as much square footage. But also, like Retropalooza, kind of just felt more like an actual con. Like I used to. Exactly. Like, we went over to Retropalooza. We went to every single table. Yeah. Multiple times. We were times. either looking for video games, or we were looking for toys. And we found a lot of stuff there. I mean, I could have spent some serious money. I had some serious money. Which, yeah. by the way, give me some serious money. <laughs> but I think that we spent more time invested in looking for stuff, you know? We also got to talk to more people at Retropalooza. Like, there were people that, you know, would come up to us. Not like, oh, you know, we're big fans of the show or anything. But the people that came up and were invested in what we had to say and then became big fans of the show. Yeah, I mean, we, we um, that is one thing that cons always are going to have. We're, we're, we're a tight community of, yeah. you know, people, of nerds and cosplayers and everything. So when we see people, we go to cons to see. You know, hey, what's up? Hey, I can see you. And then we talk for like 30 minutes because those are our friends while our other friends sit and kind of just stand awkwardly around we're all guilty of it i'm not calling anyone out especially me thank you i'll call you out (laughs) that was two don't hit the table i hit the table damn so i mean there's always that for us you're never gonna you're you're never gonna beat that experience but honestly when we went over to fan days like I, I was on day one. I think I was there for a total of maybe two hours. I, I walked to most of the booths, and it went from being a let me take a film of like the actual convention itself to okay. Since there was so much happening, and Bryce was out of town still, that we ended up not doing alternate heads that weekend either. So it became more of like let's see what we could toy hunt mm-hmm. for. So we went around. We ended up doing toy hunting videos instead. We filmed all of the booths. We I really didn't find anything. Th- no. I think total, toy-wise, I walked away with two things. I walked away with more posters for my wall than I did with toys. Now, granted, I saw more things than I would buy over oh, like yeah. the blue. I just didn't have that kind of money to spend. Oh, yeah. Like the NECA two-pack, with they, like someone had those over there for like Superman that I missed out on. But I'm not paying $120 for it at a con. It's they, just... They had yeah. a Beast Wars Megatron over there. They had the Gears of War Carmine figure, for, but I'm not paying 100 for that one either. Like, Gord, you went with us. You, you were yeah. looking. You, you actually were the first one to find something on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I actually have it. Hold up. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to dig in. I thought my backpack was open. It's not. Just fill us in. Um, of course, as everyone can expect, I was looking for Suikoden games, but I was looking more so for Tier Crease because it's the one that's harder to find for some reason, but it's also the cheapest. Again, for some reason. And I happened to find it at the first booth that I looked at that had DS games. Nice. So I got it. And so I'm spoiler very... alert, she walked away with uh, WWE 20. <laughs> oh. Never disgrace Suikoden like that again. <laughs> no, like, I haven't gotten to play it yet because I actually have to find my DS now. But we found that and then we also found a, um, a booth selling these really cool posters. Oh, yeah. like Even I walked away with some posters as well. Yeah. And, and, like the convention itself was pretty cool we got to meet um since we we're in the toy hunting community we went and met pixel dan as well i uh i went to his actual i guess panel is what he was doing and 
interesting enough that panel was all talking about discounted versions of the troll figures from like the 90s yeah so he like it was a very interesting panel that he was talking about he was like yeah so trolls the guy that invented trolls came from overseas but he decided to distribute them over in the u.s before he actually did the copyright for them so oh, it no. became free to use and there were so many different troll related stuff he'll probably put the video up on his channel so you should go and watch that eventually but it, it was an interesting it was an interesting concept he also told us that he's uh got something cool in the works yeah uh, don't think we're allowed to talk about it yet Not yet. but no. you should keep posted to that stuff because i mean all of that's really cool and then he agreed to come on alternate head sometime so what so cons just in general like we had two this weekend Okay, so I started going to cons here in DFW 2012. And the only ones I really ever knew were Fan uh, Dallas Comic Con, back when, before it was Fan Expo. And then we had Nortex Comic Book Show. And we had the two anime cons. Yeah. Now there's a con almost every other weekend. That's what it feels like, yeah. The, and it was, it was, there was a thing on Nortex Cosplay. That somebody, I think it was Charles Pornia that posted on there, is like, does it feel like it's just oversaturated with cons now in DFW? And I'm like, yeah, it really does. The, the problem that I'm having with the cons in DFW isn't that there's necessarily too many. It's, that's, it's the type of con itself. They're too small. So those particular type of cons don't pick up a whole lot of traction. And because of how small they are, it doesn't feel like the experience is necessarily worth going because they still charge a pretty decent amount nothing super terrible i mean if i want to go to a con one day and pay 30 dollars, that's that's fine it, but it also depends on who's going to be at that convention yeah. but a lot of those conventions don't end up pulling a lot of good guests so there's a really small one called like anime dallas that i went to but anime dallas was also so small because it was held by like the people that did that con were actual voice actors themselves so yeah. they were the ones that were running it and they were like Look, we're going to give you discounted prices for coming out here because we know there's so many cons. It's so different. Like I met Lucy Christian and when I was there, she was like, if you want anything from me, whether it be an autograph or a picture or a recording, it's all free. Cool. And I was like, that's super cool. But something like Fan Days, which was supposed to be a bigger one, but, you know, they just, it's, they're not holding up. Yeah. And I think part of that is that it's become so expensive. Like the bigger ones have. The tickets for Saturday were 50 bucks a piece. For fan days. I think we need to have a serious talk about the price of the tickets. Yeah. Yeah, like, because the, what, what were fan expos prices? What, it was Back almost, day? no, like this last one. Okay. Was what, around the same price, wasn't it? Uh, a little bit more? For, for the big one? The other one, yeah, like back in, it was in March, wasn't it? Oh, that one is a little bit more, I well, I think they're about the same price. Because it's at the Dallas. But you cannot charge that same price. No, you can't. For that for that venue. But that's the that's the big thing, though, is that particular convention. It's bigger. It's got more celebrities to it. I mean, when I went to that one, I spent literally an entire day waiting in line for autographs for certain people. And that was just one day. It still made me want to go back the other two days because that was such a big convention. There was so much going on. But I don't think it was much more expensive than fan days but by maybe like ten dollars for one day well like okay so like back when i started going to cons like in 2012 i bought a vip pass it got me five jumps early access and i got a funko pop it was a hundred dollars yeah i think that cons are going to have to first of all we need to stop running cons against each other because it's only going to hurt both of them yeah yeah we need, we need to stop that right now i don't care how big or small you are we can't do this. It's going to hurt both, on, and, and that's not fair to fans as well, because we're going to split our time. Yeah. We're going to have to make a choice. Also, I think they're going to have to compete more to get our dollar. Yeah. Because that won't go as long as, as, as far as it used to these days, okay? I think we're going to have to look at some prices. Now, granted, I'm not a convention person. I go to them. I don't run them. Yeah. I don't know the cost and everything, but there comes a point that's like, how much of a draw do you want to be? And and also it, it's gotten to a point like and that, something I saw also on the thing is like for like cons it's for some of us it's just us being able to see a bunch of our friends, but like at the same time I don't want to pay fifty bucks just to see my friends. Like I get it, but at the same time it's like 
that's why we have things like uh, we had Creature Carnival earlier this year. We had Costco Prom also earlier this year where it's like, hey, it's the fun of being a con with all your friends. It's just not as expensive and you don't have to um, say, hey, how you doing? Cool. 30 seconds and then move on. It's like, hey, we're all here in the setting. Because I think that's more the point where cons have gotten where it's more of us hanging out with our friends because, hey, guess what? Oh, it's John Berman. Cool. Sixth time in six years. I've, I've seen him. I've seen that panel. Like, and that man pushed me. And that's the he other thing. They do go. They're going to have to compete yeah. because there are more options. If I don't want to go to one of those, guess what? Dallas Comic Show is in, is next month. Yeah. And then after that, we got North Texas Comic Show. We have options now. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to break out, and I don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but... I mean, it, it comes down to, you're right, there because of the way that we had to split them, I mean, even us, we almost split the team to go try to cover two different yeah, conventions. Yeah, that's us. You know? it, no, that was us, though. If we weren't, if we hadn't been given those passes because we were pressed, it would have been completely different. I wouldn't have picked, I would have had to pick one over the other. And at that point, you're kind of looking at who, it, like, what guests are going to be there and so on and so forth, who do you want to meet. So... Because certain reasons that I go to cons is not only to just check out the booths, see what else I can buy, see what kind of people are cosplaying and what panels, but I'm going there for certain celebrities as well. Not necessarily to geek out over them, but you know, you want to meet certain people, get certain autographs, and that's what you're doing. But in these cases, when you have both conventions that have two different things, like you have Fan Days that was trying to get celebrity output, and then you had Retropalooza, which was all about old classic games and people along those lines, you're appealing to diff two different sides of guests and you're competing in different markets, but you also have the same dates going on. It, it, it was too much. And I have to agree with uh, Halo Par in the chat, by the way. Halo Par, uh, Shutter Studios. Go check out Shutter Studios. Um, I kind of like smaller shows, and I'm agreeing with her. I think I like smaller shows again. I like kind of what cons used to be. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, usually I only go to like one big con, and then I'll, if I, when I had time, I would go to like the smaller ones because again, that's the time where I could be more personable with my conference, you know. And the big shows, like, cool, I'm at the big show for celebrities and, and we merch. And, and we have and been then, to the biggest show out there. We, yeah, we've been. To we've San been Diego. from the smallest ones here, and we went to SDCC, and it is a completely different experience. Oh yeah, I, I, nothing. Well, I mean, SDCC, New York Comic Con, and and uh, Dragon Con. All within the same world, been big cons are also very three very different cons at the same time. Um, but like here in DFW, we're oversaturated. We're we're we've got way too much. And honestly, it's like, hey, yeah, you might think, hey, you know what? I know a better way to run a con than I'm gonna put my own. Like, cool, go for it. But it, it's the same concept. It's booths with merchandise, celebrities, whether they be voice actors to Hollywood stars it, it's it's the same thing it's like you might run it a little bit different behind the scenes cool but it's it's the same thing See, and it's like cool hey this one's gonna only appear to Star Trek cool and you know what it's I like I won't go I mean I don't have anything in Star Trek but I won't go to a Star Trek con because I'm it's it's I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not a big I just I never watched Star Trek so that's very suspicious Bryce would go to a anything? Star Trek con I mean, I'm in, I, I've been going to cons for a while. I think the first con I went to was in 2003. Like, and I remember for that con, a day pass was 20 bucks. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And it was, uh, I would say it was probably about the size of what fan or fan days was this weekend. Just more spread out over over two floors instead of four. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm and really hating the Irving game. I, I don't. It's, it's overgrown, or it's 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 grown its past its thing. Sorry, go ahead. Um, what I was gonna say is like, I've mostly gone to anime conventions, and to a degree, they're a little different than like comic book conventions. Oh, Yet, I agree. Yes, there's um, booths, there's panels, and there's celebrities. The difference comes with the pe the kinds of people that attend. I've had more fun attending anime conventions, probably just because I'm around more of the people that are into the same kind of stuff I am. Because I'm 
obviously very into anime. I'm very into JRPGs, and I don't find those kind of people at, like, Fan Expo, for example. That said, moving to Texas was weird. Because in, in Georgia, we have three cons that I can name off the top of my head. We have Anime Weekend Atlanta, we have MomoCon, and we have Dragon Con. And there are probably a couple of other cons in there as well, but we don't have nearly the same saturation as Dallas does. So learning that, oh, I wonder what's going on this weekend. Oh, there's like five cons? Okay, and I'm not going to go to either of them because that's overwhelming. It was the same thing for me. Like I came from Shreveport before I moved to Texas, and we had gotten our first convention before that, which was uh, GeetsCon is what it was called. So we got our very first convention and most of the and most all of the guests that they had were all anime guests. So I, I agree with you when it comes to anime conventions. I find them to be a little bit more fun. They're generally smaller, but you have different people as well. You have all of the fans, the type of merchandise that gets applied to you. And then just I'll, just going to Fan Expo this last time, I went there mainly because there were a lot of My Hero Academia voice actors that I wanted to get autographs from. But I also talked to some different actors and the quality of conversation between big star celebrity actor to my hero academia voice actors stuff like that were completely two different conversations like i i sat there and i had a long at least 15 20 minute conversation with bryce pappenbrook but when i went to go talk to daniel panabreaker from the flash that was just an in and out and she just seemed super upset to be there the entire time even though she had this huge line like I told her that I was excited to meet her and Carlos from the from the Flash. She was like, "Well, I hope you have a lot of fun meeting Carlos," and I was like, "Okay." And I just got out of the line. I moved on. But Bryce was just like, "Dude, I'm going to tell you about all of the pieces of work that I've got coming up, even though I'm not supposed to, but I really want to talk to you about it." The other rise that I see are more niche cons, like yeah. Leaky Con or Supernatural Con. Well, or- yeah, Leaky yeah. Leaky Con and and the Supernatural Con have been going on for a while. I don't count those necessarily as Dallas cons no, I'm not because that. they're the traveling ones. But you're right. There have, geez, like I have noticed more and more smaller, like. Strictly focusing on, like we're used to yeah. comic, horror, sci-fi. But yeah. now we're getting into this specific thing, Walking Dead, the Walking Dead con. Yeah. yeah. The Game of Thrones one. Exactly. Yeah. We're seeing more and more of that. So. Is it more of you need to pull in larger groups or do you need to separate into these smaller cons and pull just that fandom? You know what this reminds me of? It's like kind of like cable now. You had the cable that had everything, but now you have subscription, 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 subscription. You have Netflix, Hulu, you have LeakyCon, Star Trek Con, Star Wars Con, Celebration, you know? I think you just made the best point he's ever made on the show. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's what it's become. it, It clicked super quickly. The only difference is, and it's only a matter of time, that there is not a, if you buy a pass for this con, we'll also give you this pass as well for an extra this. Which, actually, I say that, but I think I've been seeing some cons do that. Actually, there was one. SDCC did that. Uh, What? Okay, so we went to San Diego. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get first line privileges to get my Hasbro stuff. And they were like, well, if you buy it, Weekend pass for HasbroCon. We'll give you head of the library. Done. Here's my card charge. And I did it. And I never went to HasbroCon. <laughs> but she's got a point. They did it. They yeah. did exactly what she just said. And, and they it, got my and money. it works. Yeah. You know, I think they did that at LeakyCon too, didn't they? Wasn't like it it was you, a, you got you got this, you had the chance to buy tickets for the LeakyCon that was going on in Boston. And then they also uh, no, no uh, that convention had two different conventions going on at the same time, didn't it? No. No, they, they the day the of? convention opened for LeakyCon, they also released tickets for Orlando for next year. For LeakyCon yeah. Orlando, which is probably going to take place at Universal Studios. So, um, We do need to move on because we got just a little bit of time left. We probably went way too long on cons. But yes, this is part of a greater conversation. Yeah. How do we fix the cons? Kill all cons and then start from ground zero. Okay, Thanos. Anyway, this that week was a also... That sassy snap. Let's end on some happiness. Monday, we saw the trailer for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and I'm so happy, and I have been perusing the internet trying to find Easter eggs that I did not find. I'm, 
But first, not looking thoughts, for him. Thoughts on the trailer? I, I cried. J.J. Abrams has made me Save excited. That for the movie. He made me excited for Star Wars again. I had this conversation with uh, my buddy Adam. We we talk about Star Wars a lot. When we went into the Last Jedi, it's you know the more we watched it, the less we liked it. But it was one of those things where by the time we were done, it I unlike Force Awakens, when I left Force Awakens, I was I couldn't be more excited for the next Star Wars movie. I was like, oh, I can't wait. It's almost here. It's on its way. We're gonna get some figures. It's gonna be awesome. But when I left Last Jedi, I was like, man, you know they could end it right here, and I wouldn't care. But then. The trailers with J, uh, that JJ's been bringing forward, the more he's done it, the more I'm excited and the, I'm at, the happier I am that December's almost here. So a couple of observations. Ray, when she's parkouring through the forest, that's indoor. That's indoor because clearly they find wreckage from Death Star 2. Yeah. And water. We never saw water on indoor, but I have, I have reason to believe it's there because they have trees and everything. There. Yeah. We so, only saw one part of indoor. Yeah, we only saw a very small part. But also, uh, when she's running, that helmet that she drops is the old school helmets they wore in Return of the Jedi when they went to uh, Endor. Yeah. So uh, clearly, she meets Kylo Ren at Death Star Two, and she they have Kylo Ren a lot of places. Yeah, they has fight there because they they also show the Emperor's throne room. Yeah. But the other one that I'm wondering about is okay. Paul Patine is in the film. We already know he somehow. He was cloned or he survived. I don't know what that is. Need to know more. Midichlorians. But we see the TIE fighters going towards that big ice chunk in the uh, in, in space. Yeah. The, sto- the Star Destroyers rising out are old Star Destroyers, not the new ones from the First Order. Those they're, are they're old, old school ones. Yeah. So Paul Patine has clearly been just like amassing an army, I think. Which He's been doing something. Yeah. Also, um, Ray and Kylo apparently team up at some point, probably on a Star Destroyer, I don't know, and punch through some facades which look like Darth Vader. Also, no idea. Ray has a dagger. Well, not a dagger. It's, it's a crocodile Dundee knife in her left hand when she does that. What is that knife? I need to know. So, I get since it's technically spoiler, since we haven't actually confirmed anything, you and I found one when we were playing with the Ray figure from Star Wars. We're not going to discuss anything that we think are spoilers. We're sticking to the trailer. Unplug your damn ears. Anyway. How dare you. We're not discussing that. No, I don't know. It could be uh, It could be nothing. Anyway, moving on. Strictly trailer. Sure. I was happy. Um, of course, Lando's back. We see Lando yes. surrounded by soldiers. He's clearly telling war stories. When was the first time we took down Death Star? Like, <laughs> I'm waiting for that moment of Lando telling a story to everybody. That's probably going to be my favorite moment. Because he did, hey, him and Wedge did blow up the Death Star. Let's yeah. give their props. So, um... The other one, oh, damn, I just lost it. We see the ghost from Star Wars Rebels. When the Millennium Falcon dips into view. Oh, yeah. On the left, there's the ghost. Hera's still around, and she is flying. General Sundella is still flying. There's the ghost. Please give me, and we also see a couple of the ships we've seen throughout there. I love the we, ships. We, we, saw, we saw we saw Y wings. We saw B wings. We saw new X wings, new A wings. I'm the, so happy. We saw the ship from when uh, from Episode Four when Luke uh, Darth Vader confronted Leia about the Death Star clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was coming out of water. I think it was. In the trailer. No, it was coming out of the ice. Out of the ice. Too. Yeah. That's, so so uh, suspended animation. I need this movie. It's almost here. It's almost here. How did, um, how did y'all feel when 3PO said the line? Um, I was unhappy. Taking one last look well, at all my friends. I'm like, no! So here's what I th- That character <coughs> who's working on 3PO, I forget his name right now. Um, yeah, he mentioned it briefly. But they keep referring back to this character. I think he's going to have a, a, um, a, a big play in the movie. But you have to remember, 3PO got his memories wiped. Yeah. After, uh, Fan- not Phantom Menace, uh, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Sith, Sith, Sith. Right. Is he restoring CPO's memories? But also, we have a figure of C3PO coming out with a freaking bowcaster and and, and the, the little and the little guy. So, uh, what? I don't know. Is he unlocking C3PO's killer instinct? You know what's what's happening here? I because a couple people said, oh, C3PO's getting the memory wipe, or he's something's going on. I don't see a memory wipe though. Maybe, maybe they're doing what they did with um, with the droid from Solo when they put uh, the droid into the Falcon. Well, there is one part of Star Wars world because everything that was non well in expanded universe is non-canon anymore. Yeah. 
there is actually a definite, a final Cedricio story where he tells a way far into the future, a young Jedi about everything. Oh. And he talks about how his memories got restored. And he does know about Anakin because Anakin built him. Yeah. So he's telling all that, and he basically bestows Luke's green lightsaber on this kid oh. before he finally uh, gets destroyed. So I think it's a restoration of memories. Either way, I think Anthony Daniels is going to have a big part in this movie. Yeah. That just makes me even more sad. So he's a droid, but he's not a droid. So we'll see. Any other observations, any takeaways from this? Because we're going to I am. I am curious on how they're going to play out Leia's story. Because it is a lot of footage that they shot for the other two movies. So, obviously, with her death a couple of years ago, they couldn't really do any reshots. So, I am curious how they're going to end her storyline. And then, the other thing I'm curious about is, with the return of Palpatine, are we going to see any other Force ghosts? Could we see Qui-Gon? Could we see Kenobi? Because we, we heard Kenobi in... Force Awakens, because mm-hmm. you heard him say to Ray, "These are these are the first steps." Uh, we've seen Yoda come back. Could we see Qui Gon? Could we see Mace? Could we see Anakin? Yeah, I think there was a rumor that uh, Hayden was on set, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, that's a rumor. Yeah, I I don't want to speculate too much on that because I have a good idea of what I, what I want to see and what I think is going to be seen. But I see Leia being accepted as a force ghost. Oh. I, I, man, I would break down right there. I, I, mm. just, this just one's going to break me. I'm like, I, I think maybe, maybe we'll see, you know, something. We'll, we'll, they should have something for Carrie's past. By the way, Carrie Fisher got top billing on that poster. She is the, she is the first name on that mother. And yes, well yes, deserved. queen. Well deserved. <laughs> but I see a scene where maybe Luke, as a force ghost, is like, it's just, I'm excited. I'm really happy that I managed to get tickets before the trailer even aired. So same, same. I got two <laughs> tickets for Saturday. I got them for opening night. Nice. So um, I'm I'm pulling my countdown till Star Wars plot. <laughs> countdown till Star Wars episode. Nine. We we are gonna get a little bit of a Star Wars fix with the Mandalorian here in about two weeks. So three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're almost uh, there. Ah. 56 days, three hours, 50 minutes, and 55 seconds until Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. Who is the Skywalker that rises? Anyway. Palpatine. He's, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although, best laugh ever. And it's it's definitely Spock. At day 23, that, that laugh. I saw react videos from that trailer again, just to hype myself up, and yeah. We're almost there. It's going to pass by like nothing. I might just knock myself into a coma. I'm putting it down right now. I think it's Bryce. Who? And with that, who? Thank you all out there for joining us for another episode of SCNS Live, the super cool nerd show. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook.com slash SCNS Live, Twitter.com at SCNS Live, and Instagram at SCNS Live. If you want to follow us personally, you can follow me at Jason the X. Follow me on Instagram at the Near Plasma. You can find me on Instagram at NerdyWeek89. I am doing the 365 day challenge, a photo a day for the entire year. Also, tomorrow, real quick shout out to my friend Allison Wentworth. Tomorrow, she has uh, her ballet. It is a Dance Macabre at the Plaza Theater in downtown Garland. Uh, $15 for tickets. It starts at 7 30. Be there. I'm going. It's going to be awesome. It is a Halloween themed ballet show. So, it should be absolutely amazing. So, go check that out tomorrow, 7 30. All right. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Corodono. It's spelled right there. Or you can find me on Twitter at Hawks Perch, where I scream into the void about Suikoden, also Promare, and Final Fantasy XIV. So if any of those things catch your fancy, follow me there. And no, I won't I won't add you on fourteen. None of you get to join me. We hear you. And of course Don't we are like we this. are um um <laughs> gathering money for extra life. What is what I'm there you go. <laughs> we're uh, we're representing Racing? Children's Medical Children's Medical Center <laughs> of Dallas. Currently, our goal is five hundred dollars. We are at two hundred and ten. We are looking to make this goal November second. We will be doing twenty four hours of gaming, including special live episodes of Anime TV, Alternate Heads, 
We're also going to be doing a little D&D campaign, of course, some video games, all for kids. Links will be in the description where you can donate to any member of the team. Uh, on the board right now, I believe I'm leading, and Corlin's close behind. Ricardo is in third. But honestly, while we have a little competition between ourselves, this is for the children and the hospitals that take care of them. If you Thank donate God. to me, I will take you out to dinner. No. 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 I think there's a potential <laughs> reveal of another show like a, coming up on that, too. a monuments clause in this thing or something. <laughs> So anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. Make sure you catch us. Oh, actually, next week we are off. That is Halloween. Yes, we will yes. be here. So I'm sorry. We went out. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. As we always say around here, keep on nerding. nerding. Keep on nerding. Settle miedo. Hashtag worst price. All right, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out the live video version of this podcast, you can find it on Facebook and YouTube at SCNS Live. And if you want to join the SCNS Live community, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at SCNS Live. Thank you for listening and have an amazing week.